welcome back to the Fight Gravity Show. It's me, John. So today, I wanted to talk a little bit about that mind-muscle connection, that mind-body connection, because it's our mind that kind of sends the signals through our nervous system to recruit all those motor units to do all that work. And this whole process can happen like without, I think, a high degree of actual feeling. So your nervous system and body, everything working fine. There's a load detected. And your nervous system goes to work recruiting uh, the requisite amount, whatever motor units and muscle fibers are necessary to work with the load. Like, say, like a bench press. Okay, whatever, like, say 100 pounds, 50, 50 kilograms. And you go, you do it, and maybe it's really easy and you don't kind of feel it that much. Okay, that doesn't mean it's not working, right? Um, so, like, kind of the, the idea here is the, is the feeling. And if you're just doing like maybe 10 reps, maybe you're not going to feel it that much because it's really easy, right? So maybe you'd have to do 20, 30, 40 reps of it if it was really easy. I mean, at that point, obviously, you'd want to increase the weight. In case of bodyweight exercises, like say you do like 10 push-ups, and right? So that whole motor unit stuff, it's going to work, and it's recruiting all those motor units and muscles necessary to do that work. And it might be, be, if it's really, really hard for you, of course, you're going to be feeling it a lot. If it's really easy, you might not feel it. Um, so what does this have to do with kind of like the mind-body connection and that like mind-muscle feeling? So with, with very, very strong control of your muscles, you'd be able to contract it and really squeeze that on every single rep. So even that something like that was easy, like regular push-ups, you'd still be able to feel. That still, like, it introduces like a different challenge. And this isn't necessary per se uh, to get results. That's the thing. But learning learning to be able to kind of voluntarily contract kind of these, your muscles and like having that focus, what am I trying to work when I'm doing this exercise? What do I need to focus on? What muscles do I need to work and really actively working to kind of like squeeze and stabilize and hold everything in place? Mm, and so I'm not the biggest fan of bodybuilding, but bodybuilding, they kind of do this. I mean, I would, I would argue like bodybuilding does like a pretty good job of this and they're really dialing in on, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be like so general. So it's like, I think, I think there are bodybuilders that really kind of focus on this mind-muscle connection. And, like, it's not just, like, chasing the pump, I feel, but really trying to, like, ah, oh, like, squeeze and contract and, and really trying to, 
like hit the biceps or the back or the lats or the traps the quads the glutes the calves getting that squeeze looking at that squeeze like there's i don't want to conflate this with chasing the pump because that's kind of like another thing where people just kind of get used to doing kind of these high these high reps these these really high sets there, there's a lot of like you know metabolites left over basically and like you know blood flow getting all that blood flow into the area and that's great that's one way to do things so i'm not i'm not saying that's a bad thing uh but i didn't want to talk about chasing the pump so that that's another thing there's advantages and disadvantages to chasing the pump but just looking at general uh who was another guy was it ct fletcher i was looking at um when he's gotten like injuries to his joints He's limited the range of motion. I think it was C.T. Fletcher. Am I doing someone else? He's still working out. He's doing his best to be consistent. And he dials in on his mind-muscle connection even more. So even not being able to do like the full range of motion, still trying to focus very intently on the muscles that are working and really trying to squeeze and contract and work that area. And I think these principles can really apply to pretty much everything. You know, it's like when I do this exercise, what's my goal? What am I trying to do? What am I trying to work? And it might be hard. And in the beginning, um, I think there's questioned whether or not this is really necessary in the beginning and like everything the more you practice the easier it gets so you practice it from the beginning you'll probably get better faster on the flip side it's like there's other things I think when you're starting off you need to focus on just kind of like general awareness trying to perfect the technique trying to generate some momentum, generating habit, generating consistency, learning to exercise and work out and be safe and not injure yourself. So, I mean, with that said, I think from the beginning, you don't have to myopically focus on it to actually start working on it. Um, in, in a way, trying to perfect your technique is kind of working on this mind muscle connection take what's a good example uh push-ups you want to go into a part posterior tilt you're going to like squeeze your glutes so your hips aren't tilting forward they're tilting backward and in line it's almost like there's a board on your back and your lower back is flush with that board and so you can do this move necessarily without having like strong feeling throughout your hips and your core and your glutes. And it could be like, oh yeah, I kind of feel it, but I don't. Um, and you could like learn to cultivate a strong feeling where you're like, like, yeah, and you're feeling your core and you're feeling your spinal erectors and you can, and this is so easy that you don't actually have to squeeze your glutes to make it happen 
Or another example is like leg raises and starting with leg raises on the ground. Again, trying to keep that lower back flush with the ground. And this kind of tends to be hard in the beginning. Maybe you're not actually going to feel it. Maybe you're going to feel it in your core. Maybe you're not going to feel in the beginning when, you're, when you start to lose that tension in your core and you start to hyperextend. But over time, you can kind of feel that and you can kind of feel that locked in and how solid that feels. And, and I mean, eventually that's going to get easy. Or like with the shoulder position, like going back to push-ups, stabilizing shoulder, bringing your shoulders down, depressing that scapula, keeping it, keeping it retracted. Trying to keep that retracted the whole time. getting Cultivating that feeling of when your shoulders are rising, when they're falling, when they're coming forward, when they're coming backward. Same thing with like pulling. Getting that feeling for when your lat is activated and pulling your scapula down versus like a dead hang. I'm not a big fan of the dead hang. I, I feel like it's much more beneficial to engage your scapula, depress them, bring those shoulders down, and pulling from that position. I feel like it's much safer for the shoulders in the long run, as opposed to just doing a dead hang and coming down really fast out of it. Again, with that said, I mean, there's people that do dead hang all the time, and they're okay, you know? So, I mean, if it works for you, great. You know, if maybe your shoulders are feeling off, maybe you want to try something different. Maybe try the difference. Do some dead hang ones and try to engage your scapula and then go. Boom. Bring it down and then pull from that down position. Boom. Uh, just looking at the scapula in other ways, your shoulders can move backward or tract. They can protract. They can move forward. They can go up elevate and they can go down usually we don't want them elevate we don't whether they're going backward or forward we don't want them elevated this brings a lot of tension into the upper shoulders and and the neck so we want to keep them down protracting is not a bad thing if you're working on planche you're going to want to keep your scapula down and protracted so you know, again, like that spine too. So talking about this mind-muscle connection, you know, feeling it extended and flexed. These are, are both positions in which the spine moves. And so if they actually move that way, is it good or bad? Well, I mean, it kind of depends. It's like too much of anything is bad, right? So if we have like too much flexion, I mean, that's not good. If we have too much extension, that's not good. It's kind of meant to do both. Um, where, where spinal f uh, extension has, has benefits largely because there's so much flexion in our life. Sitting down, our spine is flexed. And so like some sort of bridge progression that extends that spine helps balance that out. That's the thing. So that's something to consider. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, the more, we, the more you can teach yourself, 
to dial into these things. You could teach yourself to work on your mind-muscle connection and feel and feel how, how your shoulders are moving, how your shoulders doing, feel the, the position of your hips, feeling the elbows, feeling the knees. I, I think two areas that go a long way with learning to have this feeling are the hips and the shoulders. Feeling when your hips are forward and they're in an anterior tilt and feeling them when they're back in a posterior and feeling them neutral. I feel like this has like a lot of benefits in the long run. I feel like this is this can help a lot with like leg exercises, leg raises, even pull-ups. And going into like a posterior tilt and keeping your core engaged, keeping that kinetic chain strong as you're pulling. Same thing with push-ups, right? Your 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 core connects your upper and lower bodies. Again, that we want that energy, that blood flow going very well, efficiently. That blood flow and the electricity in your nervous system. So plugging those leaks in your kinetic chain, that's going to help a lot with the shoulders. And not only with like push-ups, so having awareness of your that position, depressing your scapula and the lat, your lat muscle over on the side activating to keep that uh, scapula, that shoulder down is going to help. Same thing with pull-ups, uh, with one-hand pull-ups, with, with levers, front levers and back levers, uh, the awareness on planche, because on planche you have to keep your shoulders depressed and protracted. Mm. Yeah, so having having this awareness, especially I find in the shoulders and the hips is going to help. And as you, as you kind of practice, and you can build over time with whatever you're doing. And you might not be like doing calisthenics if you're listening to this, and that's fine. You know, like whatever you're doing, uh, feeling your shoulder position when you're doing bench press. You know, you can kind of really like that's I think it's easier to feel with your shoulders pressed against that bench and how well your scapular depression is. Or with seated rows, you're at the gym, seated rows, boom, keeping that scapula down, pinching those shoulders together, getting that, getting some good trap activation. Um, feeling feeling the muscles in place when you're doing the deadlift, having those arms straight, that scapula down, having the support through your core, all those things going on. So yeah, I think I'm gonna start wrapping this up. So this is gonna be a short episode. I don't want to I don't want to keep harping on the same things. So, yeah, whatever you're doing, you know, start to just, you, know, you can focus a little bit on that mind-muscle connection. And I'd say, like, don't go crazy. Don't go overboard. Um, and again, like, like, small changes over time, the slight edge, right? Great book. Talk about that on my blog. Just get, like, a little bit better. You could you could take notes if you want if that'll help. I mean, however you learn, you know, I mean, make it work for your unique learning style. Typically, people say you know write stuff down. Um, it's not always necessary. 
Um, and maybe you're not going to want to write stuff down. Maybe you will. You know, if you want to write stuff down, okay, great. Try it in a notebook. Try it in an app. I really like, sometimes I like to just make notes in an app. The notes app, Google Keep, or whatever. Sometimes I'll like physically write stuff down. Like I have a red book I'm using right now. Here is kind of like my red book. I'm taking, I'm just like notes here and there. I've been doing like a total body currently, about 10 to 15 minutes lower body, 10 to 15 minutes upper body, and doing that five days a week and practicing different movements, pistol squats, archer pull-up variations, one-hand push-ups, handstand push-ups. And if something something good or bad, you know, I might make a note. Again, like not all the time, stuff I feel that's really significant. And that's just one thing. Maybe you'll want to reflect. Maybe you'll want to record yourself. Mm. So I'm not sure what's going to work for you. And you might want to just start with one area. Really becoming more aware in one area. Maybe you're just going to want to become more aware with the hips. Because maybe you're experiencing lower back pain. Maybe you're going to want to become more aware with your shoulders because you're finding your neck is getting tense. Maybe you want to bring more awareness to your knees or ankles because something else is going on there. Um, maybe everything kind of feels okay. And if everything feels okay, I would say start with the hips or the shoulders. You know, because that has, that's going to, I think, give a lot of benefits to a lot of different exercises. So there's a lot of things to consider. Start small, be consistent. You don't have to be an expert right away. And understand that there's people, when whether you're trying to build the awareness in the joint or you're actually, when you're trying to work that muscle and you're trying to squeeze all those muscles like, oh, you know, sometimes like people work out for years and they get really good results without necessarily a, like a strong mind to muscle connection. And that leads me to another point. You maybe maybe you're just going to want to like 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 squeeze those muscles more and maybe not everything, maybe just one exercise. Maybe you're just going to want to work on one exercise and feeling the muscles in that exercise more. So you you see there's a lot of different ways you can start it. And pick one and increase that mind-muscle connection either through contracting the muscles more and really getting a strong feeling when you're working it or with, with the joint area. So that's all I have for you today. Um, thank you. Thank you for dialing in. Thank you for listening. I, I appreciate it. And... If you'd like to show your support, you know, I'd encourage you to reach out to me. Send me an email, John Becker at fightgravity.org. And um, we could talk more about essential oils. So I also I also use doTERRA essential oils. I use them all the time for a lot of different things. We can help support all the systems in your body using essential oils. So it really depends on whatever your health priorities are. And again, remember, like, we do not prevent, treat, or cure anything. The choices we make can help prevent what's happened. 
if you need something treated, well, it's like, well, you're going to go to a doctor. They're going to give you a pharmaceutical drug. It might treat the symptoms. It might treat the root cause. If it treats the root cause, there's often side effects. Um, there's differing opinions on whether those side effects are justified or not. I mean, as far as the term cure, it, that's a kind of like a funny word. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm not going to talk about the word cure, but the body, you know, likes to maintain balance, like homeostasis, right? So if we give the body the right pieces, we can restore balance. I mean, in a way, these pharmaceutical treatments are kind of one way of trying to restore balance. But often with side effects, depending. Sometimes it's mild or moderate or severe. I mean, I think you could argue most of the time it's mild or moderate. Like, anyway, you know, natural solutions are not for everybody. Not everybody's interested in it. And that's okay. And if you're not interested in natural solutions, hey, hey, that's great. Then, you know what? Boom. I still love to hear from you. If you're not interested in natural solutions, still drop me an email. Hey, you know, thanks. Thanks for doing your show. This is one thing I like. Da, 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 da. You have a, and you have a suggestion? Great. Throw a suggestion my way. I'm working on, on setting up a Patreon. So once I'm done setting up my Patreon, that's going to be another way for listeners out there to show your support for what I'm doing. And I'm going to have different levels. I'll have more details soon on what I'll be offering on my Patreon. I also started another show dedicated solely to essential oils. So if you are really interested in natural solutions and you really want to learn more just about essential oils, you can follow my other show, The Radical Wellness Show. And I'm also hosting that with Podserve. So that's podserve.fm slash w slash The Radical Wellness Show. I also am like setting up the blog for that. So thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. I hope to hear from you and have a great day.